how milk can capture carbon. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The Salton Sea, a large lake in the Southern California desert, is in one of the state's poorest counties, but its fortunes could be changing. That's because hot water trapped in the basin contains one of the world's biggest deposits of lithium, the mineral in high demand for electric car batteries. Bloomberg reports that most lithium currently comes from Australia, China, and South America, and the U.S. wants its own supply. The salt Salton Sea is home to 11 geothermal plants that convert hot groundwater into electricity. The idea is to take lithium out of the water and then pump the brine back underground. Some are even calling the area Lithium Valley. And state officials say mining the mineral could make the U.S. a force in the battery industry, dominated now by China. Enthusiasts envision auto manufacturing plants moving to the area to make electric vehicles, creating thousands of jobs where there was up to 20 percent unemployment before the pandemic. California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill in September to set up a commission to study the feasibility of lithium mining around the Salton Sea. President-elect Biden may try to hit the delete button on the Trump administration's rules and rollbacks that affected drinking water and streams across the country. But undoing them may not be as simple as a keystroke. e News reports that one of the biggest challenges is the continuing battle over what bodies of water are protected under federal law. Obama sought to expand coverage, but Trump issued a new rule withdrawing much of the country's streams and wetlands from protection. Biden may try to navigate between the two approaches to craft a rule that will last after it eventually ends up before the Supreme Court. Another issue is the permitting process for major pipelines like the Keystone XL that was shortened by the Trump administration. Biden may require more detailed screening of applications seeking to dredge and fill waterways. With regard to drinking water, the Biden team will need to consider new standards for lead pipes, including the amount of time utilities have to replace them and how schools should monitor toxin levels. Last, the Washington Post reports Trump's energy department may soon change the definition of a showerhead to allow more water to flow, and it may exempt some washing machines from energy efficiency requirements. From August to October in Thailand, there's a parade along a river each night that draws crowds of tourists. But instead of watching floats and marching bands, they're armed with flashlights to see walking shrimp. The shrimp stop swimming at dusk and climb out of the water and move along the shore. A researcher from UCLA realized no one knew why the shrimp leave the safety of the water or where they're going. The New York Times reports that the grad students set up cameras and recorded the shrimp walking 65 feet upstream, some staying out of the water for 10 minutes or more. The crustaceans stay in the river's splash zone, which may wet their gills so they can keep taking in oxygen. He and his team of researchers concluded that young shrimp probably leave the river when the flow becomes too strong. Larger adults can handle the current without washing away. The walk is dangerous for the shrimp because they can only survive briefly on land, and predators, including snakes, frogs, and large spiders, lurk nearby. Yet, most return successfully to the river. Dairies produce a lot of extra milk that they have to dump, but now scientists have found that they can use the excess to capture 
carbon dioxide coming from power plants that burn fossil fuels. Researchers at Clarkson University explain how powdered milk can be made into a substance that scrubs CO2 much better than current methods. CO2 scrubbing is a form of carbon capture that takes place after fossil fuels have been combusted, but before the exhaust is released into the air. The use of waste milk as a carbon scrubber could be a boost for the dairy industry. Although milk consumption has declined more than 30 percent since 1980, there has been an increase in its production, creating an oversupply. Farmers now dispose of more than 50 million gallons annually. Also, cows burp a lot of methane, another greenhouse gas, so using their milk to capture CO2 would help offset their emissions. The researchers say that these milk-derived carbon scrubbers could also be used in other applications, like indoor air purification or water treatment. And finally this week, mushrooms. They're a low-calorie food packed with tons of essential vitamins and minerals, and they've been shown to have anti-inflammatory effects that can improve the immune system. But cultivating mushrooms creates a lot of waste. For every kilo produced, about three kilos of straw, manure, and peat used to grow the fungi is left behind. That waste contains a lot of water, which makes it heavy and expensive to transport as compost. So the vast majority ends up in land but one person's trash is another's treasure. Researchers are finding ways to convert the waste into valuable products like food, cosmetics, and bioplastics. A team with the Fungus Chain Project has been experimenting with methods to extract antioxidants, carbohydrates, and proteins that could be used to make foods like veggie burgers. They're also developing a line of cosmetics using chitin extracted from the cell walls of mushrooms to make creams. Not only will their upcycled products reduce the amount sent to landfills by 40%. They say much of what's left over can be used to make organic fertilizers or produce biogas, which makes mushroom cultivation a perfect model for a circular economy. We'll circle back next week with more water news, but until then, don't let a golden opportunity go to waste. Now through December 31st, gifts to H2O Radio will be doubled. Go to h2oradio.org to donate and thank you. <laughs>